With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, champs? Welcome to another episode of the Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast brought to you by Keeping Carlson. I'm your host, Louis Ezekiel, back from vacation, feeling pretty good, maybe a little sleepy like uh, the Boston Bruins might have been here on Tuesday evening. Uh, joining me tonight, my pal and yours, Shams Benamore. Shams, how are we doing this fine Tuesday evening? Uh, just getting back into the thick of it. The NHL is... Uh... They may have taken a break, but they'll never change. Decide to put like 17 games at the exact same time. So just looking at all these goal alerts and trying to wonder which game is uh, impacting my league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had kind of a schedule loss the week before the All-Star break. So I haven't been, you know, it's been kind of a while before I've been hanging on every shot, every goal. It's nice to get back into the swing of things. I had a deep thought while I was on my way back from volleyball tonight, uh, thinking about getting ready for the show. Uh, in what way are you and I like Colorado's goalie on Tuesday night? And the answer is not that neither of us can stop the New Jersey Devils from scoring, although that is true. Okay, that was going to be my answer, so I'm interested in what you're going to say. <laughs> All right, well, so on the pod tonight, it is only me, and it is only you, so it is just us. Let's oh. get into the show here. All right, uh, so we got to start with a little bit of, uh, you know, snooze on the sad side. We've got Evgeny Kuznetsov entering the player assistance program. Uh, obviously, we just got that news today. We don't have a ton of details, um, but that'll be something, obviously, to keep an eye on. Um, you know, we, we talked about this before. Uh, it can be... Um, difficult to, to sort of judge when these things will wrap up. Would you feel safe potentially letting Kuznetsov go? Obviously, I think we want to make a decision with as much information as we can, so I'm not recommending that anybody run out and make a quick change right now. But uh, how would you maybe handle this moving forward? Well, I'm with you on the whole personal situation of this, but on a fantasy side, I'm a little bit more cutthroat. And it was not like Kuznetsov was really much of a fantasy you know, top line guy for you. So if you need to drop him, which is probably going to be a situation where a lot of stacked uh, lineups happening this week, where you don't have a lot of free movement that if you need to drop him, I would be fine dropping him in 
basically any league, unless you're the deepest of deepest, but no situations, you probably scrap it for any player. You want to have someone to pick up. So sadly, I hope the best, but he's an easy drop in my opinion. Yeah, we're not doing a permission to drop episode, obviously, but I think uh, I think that's probably the way to go, especially because he he's not kind of been the fantasy asset that he has been in years past. Uh, that also does mean we have some interesting line or an interesting line to look at in Washington. We'll circle back to that in the back half of the show since we don't have uh, hot streaks and cold streaks so much since we were on the All Star break. Uh, we're going to look at some interesting lines coming out of the break. So. Uh, stay tuned for that. We'll put a pin in it for now. Uh, another interesting development. Uh, we don't know for sure, um, but we think we might see Jonathan Quick getting a second game in a row. Uh, now, we're not 100% sure about this, but we have some clues here. Tell us about what's going on in the Big Apple. So while we would wish that teams would just let us know who's going to start when, we know that that's never going to happen because people are getting surgeries on upper body out for the season. So what we need to do is we need to find any information that we can get to guess what's happening. So one of the things that we do to try to tell who's going to start from a goalie perspective is whoever's off the ice first at a practice is usually the one that is the starter. And that's what's happening in practice today is quick was the first off the ice and Chesterkin stayed for more practice so that is a hit towards him starting tomorrow. However, since it's not game day, it's not as good as a guess, but really that's kind of where we're kind of using the crystal ball to guess who's starting. So obviously this is of interest to us here because we have seen Igor Shosturkin struggle some this season. Uh, it hasn't been uh, you know, as stellar of a performance as we've seen from him previously. Uh, and obviously Jonathan Quick is a proven commodity. He's in the in the tail end of his career, obviously. Um, but you know, he is a guy who uh he's got Stanley Cup rings. He has, you know, played uh incredibly high level uh during his career. So um it's not to say that he's necessarily jumping right back into that, but it is kind of interesting to see uh some real pressure on Shastork and a guy that we I think coming into the season, you know, really thought that uh it was gonna be clear uh, that he would be getting, you know, the majority of the starts and probably a hefty majority of those starts. So just another thing to kind of keep an eye on, um, you know, would be interesting to see if he can continue some stellar play. I think he could maybe turn it into a 50-50 situation and somebody who maybe streamed in quick uh, for Monday might be rewarded with uh, some extra games moving forward, potentially. Yeah, one way I would look at this is kind of how the Pittsburgh situation is, is that we were talking at a lot in you know prior months about oh is Jari going to start is Alexandrovich going to start but the way I see it is that while Quick is getting the play right now I feel like it, especially for him he's on the older end he could have streakies but he could just have like say a horrendous game against Tampa Bay which is his next opponent which is no slouch and this could easily switch back so this is going to be one of those situations where you know. As a Jari manager, I was kind of annoyed, but I wasn't like trying to look to ship him off to try to find something. And that's just kind of how I would approach it here is that just circuit, yes, it's bad for you looking for starts. But honestly, if there's like one or two bad starts for quick, I feel like it's just going to go back to putting Shesterkin in because I don't think they really have the ability to kind of let quick find his footing for a long time. 
Oh, yeah. By no means uh, would I recommend, you know, letting Shostyorkin, you know, fall down, you know, uh, uh, the lineup or, or, you know, I wouldn't consider trading him or, or you know, anything else. Uh, it's, a, it's I would look at it as kind of an annoyance for the time being, and you kind of wait for it to pass, um, you know, just weather the storm here, I think. Uh, you know, because he's shown us, too, that obviously he is uh, supremely talented. Let's get into some injuries and outries here, Shams. Um, we'll start out with Owen Tippett uh, making his return to Philadelphia. Um, you know, pretty much just looks like uh, the same old lines that we hope to see. Uh, one thing maybe noticeable is uh, we have uh, Igor Zemula, uh, who was the seventh defenseman. Um, you know, obviously not an ideal situation for him. Uh, not a ton of scoring from the Flyers here on Tuesday. Anyhow, so maybe not a ton to talk about, but um, obviously that Tippett-Couturier-Atkinson line uh, has been finding some success, and Tippett's been, uh, Tippett's been a fun player to watch this season for sure. Obviously, he had uh, one of the goals of the year uh, before we headed into the All-Star break. Uh, just some really outstanding play, uh, so I'm sure Philly is glad to have him back, and I think anybody watching a Flyers game uh, will enjoy having him back as well. Um, and we can also head over to Carolina, uh, give us the update on what's going on with Svechnikov. This is one that's, uh, you know, the, the information is not exactly flowing on what his situation is. Um, but tell us what we do know. Well, sadly, as you kind of hinted towards, we don't know much. It's basically for what we see, this is about two days ago, is that uh, basically still not there, taking it day by day. And we'll see if he's ready to go for next game. That was prior to today. So obviously he was not ready for today. Um, still skating in a non-contact jersey. So he's not even taking contact. So this is kind of that situation where, sadly, it's going to be a wait and see. And I think really what the point is, is that this is one of those situations where it just kind of hurts everyone on the team is that, we saw for that long streak of just where Aho was going off and just like it felt like every Cade was having a great couple of weeks. And then I feel like what happens is that when Sveshnikov and Aho could play together and that's a line, it just kind of brings every other line up because a player could go down. But now with this situation, it just kind of feels like it's kind of a muddied water. I forget the exact score, but they they lost today to the Canucks. So just kind of hope, you know, kind of stay strong. Hopefully Shveshnikov comes back and then all the Carolina players can get a boost. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's been so fire. He's been uh, boosting everybody out there uh, on the ice with him. So, um, yeah, it'll be great when they get him back. I, you know, if he wants to take his time, I am up against the uh, Svechnikov manager, so uh, I won't be too upset if he if he takes another game off. But uh, the game is more fun to watch when he is out there on the ice. Um, we also have Sergachev, uh, who is close to returning. Uh, Eric Erlinson was reporting that Sergachev was working with the second power play unit, uh, which means we may be ready to see him on Wednesday versus the Rangers. So keep your eye on game day tweets. Uh, Svechnikov and Sergachev, both guys who could make a return in the near future, both guys that you're going to want to have on your lineup, in your lineup, uh, if they are available. Uh, we also got some clarity on the Jack Hughes situation. Um, 
you know, he, these are all kind of interesting because they're just, they're just close to. So maybe on Thursday we'll be able to give some good news about some of these, but really the, the takeaway here is watch out for game day lines. That's going to be giving you that current most up to date information. Um, coach Lindy Ruff said, we'll see for the Calgary game. So that would be Thursday. Uh, and obviously another, just like Svechnikov, a huge boost that would be for the Devils uh, to get Jack Hughes back in the lineup. So the Devils on Tuesday had a top power play of Andre Palat, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, Dawson Mercer, and Luke Hughes. Uh, Tyler Toffoli was out with illness, um, and those have been just a one or two game for the most part. So um, some increased relevance for Palat and Mercer. Mercer scored. I believe Palat had an assist this evening. Um, so, you know, that's a good opportunity for them while it lasts, but if you have those guys in your lineup, you might have to think about cycling them out, uh, just because, uh, if we see Hughes and Toffoli return, those two guys are likely being pushed off of that top power play and down the lineup. Uh, so that's a likely outcome there, um, with those potential returns. Um, how about some news out of the blue paint in Toronto? So we're getting some interesting updates or actually a little bit more concrete. We've been talking a little bit more of the uh, subjective for the previous injuries, but it looks like Wool's latest update from the coach is that he's on track for the middle of February. And then he just like, now he's just kind of going through the practices or just trying to get back on the ice. But that is now kind of the marker. And this is big because we're just been kind of hinting towards is that the team kind of likes having more of a platoon approach to goalies. So right now, Samsonov is getting all of the play. And while that's great, just kind of look, you know, behind your shoulder to see with, uh, you know, the middle of February, which is only like a week or so away that we could start seeing Wool coming back. And that might be coming more into a, a split versus one goalie getting all the games. Yeah, quite the uh, collapse for Martin Jones. Credit to Derek, who has been in the short shifts chat uh, talking about how Jones stinks. And this is just a flash in the pan. It was nice while it lasted. Um, but after uh, that big loss that he had, I was ready to drop right away. And hopefully uh, anybody listening has done so as well. Uh, it's been all Sam Sonov lately. And uh, yeah, just maybe a week or so away from seeing Wool make his return. Um, I think he is more likely to challenge Samsonov for starts uh, than Jones is, unless he gets on. You know, it, it would take another one of those uh, kind of disastrous few weeks for Samsonov, plus Wool being bad or injured, plus Jones playing really well. I think the likelihood of all three of those things happening more or less simultaneously pretty low. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be Samsonov or Wool for the most part moving forward. It will be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, last item we have on our outtries, and this is going to kind of help us bridge across the ad break. Um, Mark Shifley made his return for Winnipeg. Uh, they were shut out by the Penguins. Uh, this was one of those uh, good Jari nights. Uh, you know, we've been talking about how, uh, you know, again, this is this is all vibes-based statistics, but feels like Jari's outings have mostly been kind of crappy or, you know, he might have the highest number of really bad starts and quality starts, um, you know, nothing really in between uh, from him. So uh, another of his good nights here, I'm sure they're kind of getting used to things um, with their new lineup uh, and we will 
talk about them a little bit on the other side. For what it's worth, Shifley scored, but it was waved off. Uh, so he could have potentially broken uh, Jari's shutout bid. Uh, and obviously, he's right back in the middle of that first line doing what he does. So uh, I would imagine that you know soon we'll be we'll be right back to what we're used to from Shifley. Uh, we're going to head into a quick break here. Uh, on the other side, some interesting new lines to watch coming out of the All Star break. You're listening to Short Shifts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Short Shifts. All right, so Shams, we don't have the hot and cold streaks as everybody kind of got interrupted. It's time to start some new streaks uh, in a world where Jonathan Huberdeau is among the hottest players in the NHL. So uh, we thought we might look at a few of the interesting lines to watch uh, coming out of the All-Star weekend um, and see what kind of changes we might uh, expect going forward and if there's anything actionable and useful for us. So let's go ahead and start with the Jets that we mentioned uh, before the ad break. Uh, we're going to be looking at a new Jets second line. The Jets looking a little more solid up the middle. Uh, what do you think we can expect moving forward from this new combo that we're going to see or that actually we did see here on Tuesday night? So I think this is just kind of be the life of anyone that has Ehlers in their fantasy league is that while it was nice to see him on the top line, it's back to the second, but now he has Perfetti and depending on how you feel about Monahan, he might not have any of defensive ability, but it looks like his offense is back on track is that basically it's now those three together on the second line. And it just kind of sees us at, while they didn't have any goals uh, this game, as you mentioned before, with Jari showing well, is that they did seem kind of fine from a course perspective, at least for most of the game. So they kind of showed a little bit of light. And then I feel like at this point, there's not really much to change unless they want to switch Perfetti around for like a Nino Nita rider that this is probably going to be a line that they're going to stick for a, a bit to give some time to see how it works out. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, thinking about players getting traded, um, you know, this is one where it seems very clear exactly where he's going to fit. Um, you know, Andre Kuzmenko, who we'll mention in a bit, uh, you know, could move up and down the lineup, could move around the way the Jets are uh, designed right now. I think we're going to uh, be very likely to see that second line, or at least the Ehlers Monahan pairing stick together. I'm almost kind of annoyed that Monahan got traded just because he was on such a roll. And I think there is going to be some natural kind of opportunity cost to being traded to a new team where you might not be able to, to, you know, have that comfort level to be producing kind of the way that you were. So I think it would be hard to sort of continue that hot streak, not only because of the all-star break, but then obviously compounding it by uh, adjusting to a new team. Um, but, you know, uh, cool that he was able to get in the lineup right away and definitely looking forward to seeing how that second line performs moving forward. The Jets obviously 
uh, you know, quite a turnaround um, to be contenders here, even though we've seen um, their goalies uh, start to give up a few more goals than they have. You know, that big stat for the season was how they so rarely had been uh, allowing more than two goals, and now they've allowed three in a couple games, uh, you know, a few games here. Uh, so, you know, uh, obviously it was inevitable, but uh, I think... That second line is is solid, if not spectacularly exciting, and I'm interested to see what they're going to be able to do together once they have some chemistry. Uh, I did mention uh, a new update from the Flames, so let's head over to Calgary, and Shams, you take the lead here. Uh, the one half of the Kuzmenko-Lindholm swap. So Kuzmenko does what Kuzmenko does, is that he got a power play goal, so so far he's right now in the good graces. We'll see how long that lasts, but right now he is on, I guess what you would call the top line of uh, basically Sharagovich, Huberto, and him. And the other line maybe you might want to consider is that uh, like the Colbin, Majapani, Blackland line that's just been kind of living there, always doing well. Uh, both of those lines did really well on the even strength. And then the big thing is, is that, as I mentioned before, the power play is Kadri, Huberto, Sharagovich, Kuzmenko, and Noah Hannafin is the one that's actually um, being the defenseman there. And he got a goal alongside with uh, Kuzmenko. So that's going to be an interesting thing to keep in line to see if that continues. And then for me is that as long as hopefully he doesn't end up in the doghouse talking about Kuzmenko, having uh, Sharagovich, which surprisingly seems to be a gem for the team, could be something. And if Huberto could keep up his, you know, at least some regression back to the bead, that could be an interesting line to be on. Yeah, you know, uh, you have to imagine with two power play goals and a, a four to one uh, victory over a team like Boston, uh, you'd imagine that uh, that going to keep that power play together at least for a while. Um, so yeah, good on them. Way to come out and uh, make some things happen. I think that's exciting for for them. Obviously, uh, Vancouver feeling very good about themselves as well. Um, you know, no actionable information here, but Elias Lindholm did uh, tip home two goals on the power play for Vancouver uh, in their three two victory over Carolina. So uh, you know, both both players fitting in right away on the power plays for their respective teams. Uh, we'll see how that even strength stuff goes moving forward. But obviously, uh, you know, that's great for the teams involved. They're feeling good about themselves and the moves that they made. Uh, looking forward to the future. Uh, I did say we would stick a little pin in the Washington situation. So, uh, you know, just quickly here, you know, Washington has not been producing a ton of offense. Uh, we did see Connor McMichael move up uh, between Oshi and Patches. Uh, Patch, sorry, Patch, you're ready. I'm, I'm falling right back into my Michigan fandom uh, nicknames here. You know, they they didn't produce a ton here, but that is kind of an interesting spot for McMichael, who has. Uh, you know, performed from lower in the lineup at different times uh, throughout the year. Um, so, you know, just maybe something. He's a Sunday player, so uh, could be something there for you if you're looking for a stream this weekend. Uh, and then we have an interesting one for the Minnesota Wild. Um, we had been seeing Marco Rossi centering Caprizov and Zuccarello, but we've got a new face in there. 
Uh, what's the latest out of Minnesota? We say a new face, but it's an old face that kind of <laughs> keeps on always coming back, no matter how many times they want to try someone else to center Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Hartman is back up there, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, obviously, the chance to play with Kaprizov and Zuccarello's slouch is that uh, – not sure off the top of my head. I don't think they have the greatest lineup this week, but uh, maybe if you have a free move or you're doing really well or really poorly in the week and not really interested in this time, it might be a chance to see if you could sneak uh, Hartman back in there and hopefully uh, rekindle the magic of last year. Yeah, you know, Hartman, since he returned from two games with injury, he had kind of a, a I don't know, a warm streak, seven points in nine games. Uh, he only has two goals and one assist in the last eight games, but he has been shooting pretty consistently, three-plus shots in five of those games. Uh, I kind of like him if he has that exposure to Zuccarello and Kaprizov. We do see the Wild uh, play Wednesday, Friday this week, Monday, Wednesday next week, uh, and over the next three weeks, they have six total off-night games. So, you know, in terms of your lineup construction, um, he could be a pretty efficient add if he holds on to that line one deployment. Now, it could all go into a blender, you know, five minutes into the next game, potentially, and we could see Rossi, you know, right back in his spot instead of demoted down to line three. But if he is able to show some, some consistency, if they're able to score, and if he can hold on to that spot, just the way the wild schedule is uh, playing out over the next little while here, uh, he could be a sneaky good ad uh, if he's lying around there. And of course, uh, having an audition against the Chicago Blackhawks, who, you know, uh, the roster is not so hot. Uh, I think that could be a good way to sort of jumpstart his efforts. And if, you know, uh, I think that's as good an opportunity as you're going to get to kind of seize a nice deployment and get some quality exposure uh, over the next little while. So uh, that's something that I would keep an eye on. I think he could be a very interesting ad if he is available in your league. He's picked up in my division, sadly, but, um, you know, I, I hope that some other people are able to grab him and make some hay uh, during this little uh, segment where the Wild have that advantageous schedule. Shams, we have hit the end of the road here for us today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, always fun to get back into the swing of things and get to talk some hockey. Uh, you know, pretty pretty sizable amount of content from the Short Shifts crew lately. Uh, we had Jeremy stepping in for some action. It's just been a, a pretty solid all-star weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves, uh, either, you know, not having the stress of following every score, but also, you know, uh, missing out on some of the gambler's rush as well. So uh, glad to be back in the thick of things with you here. I uh, hope you enjoyed yourself as well. All right. It's always great to be back with these shows. We had a couple of days off here and there for the holidays and the streaks, but uh, now back into the thick of things and uh, having a good time. All right. Well, best of luck to everybody. I hope uh, your fantasy uh, week or possibly, you know, uh, part two of your two week match is off to a great start. Uh, hopefully some of what we provided for you will be helpful for you moving forward. Uh, and please give us a follow at Short Shifts KK. Brian and Elon, of course, can be found at Keeping Carlson. GameDayTweets.com is going to have all the best and latest information from Hockey Twitter at your fingertips. 
Uh, visit that site and the other great sites we use to research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, and Natural Stat Trick. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short.